Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning. Um, well, obviously, I don't know what your political persuasion is, but if you're left-wing, uh, well, there's, there's good news. Uh, which is that uh, Keir Starmer, sir, sorry, Sir, Sir, sir Keir Starmer, uh, has, he overtook uh, Boris Johnson yesterday for the first time as um, most popular choice for Prime Minister. Uh, you've got a very long time to wait for that. But uh, it's a very good sign, apparently, um, <clears throat> that that's something you should set a lot of stock by. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm just saying. I don't think you're ever going to get, uh, you know, a Che Guevara kind of person in there. Um, but, you know, it's something, isn't it? Hmm. Right, uh, it's time for this. Hello, and welcome to Andrew Bar. With reviewing the papers, the only Tory who patronised the BBC, Tom Newton Dunn of Politics of the Sun, our own Hugh Pym. It's easy getting him at my guests. Da 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 da. Minister for Housing and Securing Substantial Tory Donations, Robert Jenrick, a man who sounds like something out of Treasure Island. Da 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 da! Communist poster girl now in the recycling with Duncan off of blue, Rebecca Long Bailey, and da 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 da! Mark Francois. That letter to Michelle Bardet. What about it, Andrew? Wasn't a bit naughty. Not at all, Andrew. We're in a state of negotiations and we won the war in 1944. Ah. Guess what we done? We kicked them up the bum. Oi. Yes, but is it the role of the ERG to interfere with these negotiations? Hitler has only got... Fundamentally, what? you're only a backbencher. Do think you've overstepped the line. Uh, and what's the self-loathing deal with you guys? Mark Gino Francois whose mother was an Italian au pair and Nigel Farage, French name, German wife, Irish ex, Mark Bridgen, married to a Serbian. Don't you think a bit of cognitive therapy for everyone in the ERG might 
Change the course of British history. Uh, milk, milk, lemonade, round the back, chocolates made. Thank you. Time for a protracted introduction to the weather. Why am I so obsessed with it? Or do I secretly think my prose is something rather special, bordering on poetry? Before something boring and artsy to see us out in style. Love in Lockdown is a new virtual installation and yet another fairly ponderous-sounding Route 1 idea honked out in a two-hour Zoom by some well-intentioned Arts Council types, where one can walk around a virtual gallery of members of the public blowing kisses to the camera while a virtual choir sings a song or something. Anyway, here's a preview. Even though the production team here thinks it's rubbish, I'm mates with the director and I said we should have it. See you next time. Bye-bye. We're out of sync They couldn't match us up The sound quality is dreadful But it passed the time last week uh, How are you? I hope you're alright. Uh, I've had a nice email here from... Uh, shall I? I shall. Uh, James, uh, who... Uh, big, big fan, turns out, of uh, Phil West... Uh, whose massive show uh, we had a little bit of last week. Um, he uh, he said, uh, I, I, I worked at uh, Western Now Wogan House uh, as, a, as a broadcast engineer. Um, but okay, I, don't, I mean, I've no idea how that pertains to uh, Phil West. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Radio 2 and 6 Music, sure. Um and uh, interesting stories he has about about that time and 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 Phil West. I'm not gonna read any of that out. Anyway, he's writing because of this. Game saves. Uh, so uh, a few days ago, uh, we heard Owen's choice of of uh, video game, which is Portal Two, uh, which uh, they used to play. As a teenager, I think. Uh, but James is quite emphatic. Please play Portal 1 first, he says, if only for the ending, which makes me very dewy-eyed. Well, I've installed Steam. I've got an old computer working, which is literally Steam-powered. So um, I, th- I think I'm going to be able to, to do this. Uh, he says, uh, I've played both of the Portal games many times, like Owen. It's almost like reading a favourite book. Yes. And both of my offspring love the game too. It's first-person shooter meets puzzles, and it is genius. Ratchet and Clank, for me, does the same sort of trick, but uh, I'm very excited about Portal. Uh, anyway, James says, I love the game saves feature. Uh, I juggled with the notions of Delta, the Commodore 64, which one of my sixth form compadres brought in on floppy disk. There was just one C64 in the computer studies room without a joystick to start with, but I figured out, and I'm still not sure how, that if you jam the spacebar down, there was a sequence of keys one could press to drive the spaceship thing round the screen. It's always it was AS and ZX or something, wasn't it? Anyway, um, then there was those cheat cartridges where one could hack the game, and we had lots of juvenile fun editing the sprites so that they looked well, basically like genitalia, and renamed the game Dorks. <laughs> fun times, but I think. It was in the mid to late 90s after my time at university when I rediscovered multi-user games. Mugs. Derived from multi-user dungeons. Muds. But without the D&D elements. Essentially the forerunner to Facebook, but all text-based. Blimey. 
I don't know anything about these and connected to, to using a dial-up modem. This sounds very advanced. This, I think, was before MSN Messenger or even ICQ. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I wonder if that even exists anymore. But they were all, I bet it does. I bet it does. And I bet it's a lot of people just slightly older than us not having an awful lot of relations. Anyway, but there were all sorts of activities, chat topics and games that could be played long into the night, most of which were very wholesome, at 1p per minute, or even better, free with the wonders of free serve. Gosh. What's really strange is that, okay, so it's now 20-something years past, but I don't think I'm really in contact with any of the folks now that my now wife and I encountered on there. I'm even struggling to remember the name of it. What I can tell you is that at the time we got married, we actually had a chap staying with us, whom I do believe we met on this site. Good Lord, James! Whose visa to remain in Canada had expired and didn't have anywhere to go. Oh my God. So the game, if it could be considered such, moved into reality in a way. Could modern social media be considered a game in the same way? Seems to be as much anger and aggression on there these days as any Call of Duty online play. Uh, going now, bye. Thanks. Uh, love to all of you. Uh, thanks for the podcast. Um, I mean, yes. I mean, Charlie Brooker, when he did his 100 Greatest Video Games, his number one game was Twitter, wasn't it? He said, you know, it's uh, you have to try and collect as many followers as possible and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I, I suppose, have we, game, have we gamified... Our opinions and such. Adam Curtis, of course, speaks about the commodification of our emotion. Uh, uh, yes, I, yes, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, I can't be bothered to really think it through. Neil's been in touch. Well, he was in touch ages ago. He was in touch on June the 5th, and I've only just got to this. Um, he says, morning, Jake. Uh, a few years ago, I started a new job and was given a very nice, well, quite nice office but was told that they couldn't open the desk drawer. Oh, yeah, the locked desk drawer. Classic. Because my predecessor had left without returning the key. Stuart! I tried the drawer, obviously, but it was clearly locked. Oh, well, I thought, and then got on with my life. A couple of weeks later, I was on the phone to somebody and was absentmindedly toying with a paperclip as one does. We were talking about... Paperclips... Yes. After a while, and clearly not at all that involved in the phone conversation, I slotted the paperclip into the keyhole and vaguely plied back and forth whilst giving it a bit of a joggle. To my immense surprise, I discovered that I was, without knowing it, an expert lock picker, as the lock rotated and the drawer opened. <gasps> Pandora's box. My predecessor had left nothing of interest inside. No. Certainly nothing that would reasonably have justified locking the ruddy thing, but nevertheless, I'm sure it couldn't be that the generic desk drawer lock was so cheap and basic that any fool with a roughly flat, thin piece of metal could have opened it. So an exciting life of safe-breaking and whatnot clearly awaits. <laughs> oh, Neil, do let us know how you get on. What you want, you want to get one of them uh, oxyacetylene uh, gas canisters, don't you? Let's go and do a few uh, cash machines. I still think about this lockpicking experience roughly once a week. But all the best, Neil. I love those little things that are lodged in people's brains. Just carry them around with them. I think that's lovely. Thanks for that, Neil. Oh, God. I'm not strong enough. Hello once again. This is Brinsley, dear love, with That's Lovely. 
cataloguing the lovely things you've been sending me since 1977. And, well, now this is lovely. <clears throat> had an email from Dan, who says, Dearest Bethany Dampproof, it's Brinsley, dear love. I thought I would share with you a number of truly lovely images. All pictures have been taken by me. And I know how much you love beautiful pictures. I do, I do. I have been a huge fan of yours since you first appeared on our screens in 1976 as co-presenter of the BBC Two Parental Guidance Programme, Cross-Stitch for the Delinquent. Ah, yes. Tell me, Beryl Brinsley, do you still see Terry Nutkins? Dan, I see him every time I blink. Your on-air chemistry was truly magical, despite the pair of you actually despising each other, as revealed in that new story. Well, it has a lot to do with how he lost that finger. Anyway, on with the photos. Regards, Dan Goddard. Well, let's have a look now. And Oh, well, now that's lovely. Who's this little rascal? A uh, little doggy, his feet up on a log, having the time of his life. A romp through the forest. Looks very South Downsy to me. Uh, I would say you're looking at perhaps Surrey, are we? Could even be Ashdown Forest, but I don't quite think so. And, <laughs> hello. Well, that's lovely. Batman and Robin, the Lego characters. Who are these young scamps dressed up in some rather fine costumes, I must say. And that's lovely. Another dog. Is it the same dog? I think it is. Having a go of Monopoly with perhaps the same two young children who are dressed as Batman and Robin earlier and that what the f why now what is that is that alive jesus is that alive that's a big bald bird that's rank what is that a starter oh god no you see that that is not lovely and you knew that, Dan. You knew that was... Sick and tired of this. 43 years. Well, uh, if you've got anything lovely to say, it's Brinsley, dear love. But you know this, and you're just trying to bait me, and it's not working. Do send it to nottodayatswanburst.com. Goodbye. I mean, there's not a lot left to, to say, really. Have you watched Call My Agent on Netflix yet? If you haven't, it's you. I'm re-watching it, possibly for the third time, and there's not many things I do that with. It's so it's it's. I'm just. I, I don't want to rave about it because I know you know if you rave about something, people kind of brace again. Well, maybe I do because I'm just an ordinary little twit. But you, you know what I mean. So I don't want to oversell it. I'm just going to say try it. It's um, it's really good. It's really really good. Uh, and re-watching it just kind of makes you appreciate it more rather than less, uh, which is quite heartening, isn't it? Um, it's very uh, sort of affirming, um, but also oh, it's just great. It's really good. You know, just w promise me you'll watch the whole of episode one and and then let me know what you think. I'd love to know if, if you do watch it. Uh, it's really great. Tomorrow, uh, I'm going to um, start 
um, playing you some of the pieces I recorded yesterday with Professor Christine Nichol. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, she's a professor of animal welfare uh, at the University of London, at the Royal Veterinary College. And um, she's completely fascinating. And uh, I spent a very happy hour and a bit with her yesterday uh, talking about um, how, how animals work, what they do. Do they have preferences? Are they happy? Is that a thing you can say? Uh, really, really, really fascinating stuff. Um, she is preeminent in the world of chickens, uh, but she knows about uh, other animals too. Really, really interesting stuff. I cannot wait to share it with you. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I need time to do the jingle. Um, it was really interesting. She told me that uh, when she was a child, her cousin had the the full set of the Doctor Doolittle books, and uh, she just loved that idea that you could talk to animals. And it, it absolutely sowed a seed in her head. And she was like, I want to talk to the animals. Or and if I can't talk to the animals, I want to get the animals to talk to me. And that's literally what she does. She devises tests and experiments to find out what animals think. Ah, so interesting. I can't wait to share it with you uh, tomorrow. Um, so there's that. We'll have uh, John Holmes on Friday with his game saves. And it's not confirmed, but I have emailed uh, Beyonce to ask if she'll come on and talk about her favourite sandwiches. Fingers crossed, guys. It could happen. But not today, thank you, Roll of Honour! It's the last day of the month, and uh, it's my chance to thank all the people who make this podcast possible uh whilst it is free and will always be so uh, there are some very very generous people who um frankly stump up money uh to help me keep it going um and uh, it makes a world of difference if you'd like to find out more it's patreon.com slash not today pod uh th there's stuff i mean you get stuff if you become a, a supporter um there are all sorts of things available uh we do a friday watch along on a friday night uh we watch some mad stuff uh on the internet together uh but also there's uh, there are badges they're very lovely badges and you can watch me make the podcast every morning if you like and that's turned into a fun little group and uh yeah it's a lot of fun so in the meantime uh well if you're not a patreon you just better sit through this and you better just say thank you to each name that i read out because these are the people who brought this podcast to you all right okay then uh so thanks very much Stuart, sophie sarah samantha sam ruby robert rick richard pat pablo owen our nature i don't think that's their real name uh, una ollie neil 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 that's green emery downey uh, natasha manaza melissa mayen matt lee kim Catherine, kate carenza julie julian john joel jem jane james jay harsh hannah Gemma, fiona emily duncan Dr. David James, all in capitals. David, that's Popey. David, that's Brazzle. David, that's Alt. He's a man who gives a lot of extra value on the maths front. You should probably check out his podcast too. Dan, Claire, Christopher, Christian, Charlotte, Celia and Bruce. Thanks to all of you so much. Uh, you genuinely uh, make the difference between... 
make or break each month uh, and I'm very grateful for your support uh, again if you want to uh, find out more about how to support the podcast and get stuff or watch stuff or whatever it's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash not today pod uh, join the community. It's a lot of fun. They're so nice. Uh, all right. Thank you, all of you wonderful Patreons. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, and we'll be back with Dr. Christine Nickel tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.